Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. When children love learning, they can tackle any challenge life throws at them. Sylvan's insight assessment can help you determine if your child is ready for what's ahead. It can also identify gaps in learning and point out areas that could be of concern for your child so they can tackle what's to come. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Fernando Chipudi here with another leading the charge ahead of the Bills preseason week three game against the Chicago Bears in another game where we will see the starters play, including Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs and company. Uh, that's not something that we are used to see from Coach McDermott, the starters playing throughout week three of preseason, but it's kind of expected after uh, the poor performance against the Bears last week. And we really had a, we really felt a bad taste about the, the starters' performance last week. It was reminiscent of the game against the Bengals, where when the Bills uh, really woke up, the game was a, a, already 14-0, and, and they got to uh, recover and get out of that hole they put themselves in. So, thankfully, week two of preseason really doesn't matter or, or the results, at, at least the final results, the scoreboard really doesn't matter. But the Bills are, are, are getting prepared to face the New York Jets, a hyped team uh, in week one, Monday night football, Aaron Rodgers uh, just making his debu debut for, for the Jets and a team that already gave some problems to the Bills last season with a strong and young defense. And now with a Hall of Famer quarterback at the helm and, and some veterans like Dolphin Cook joining in and, and other former Packers joining Rodgers there. So that's a team that really want to uh, go farther during this season and, and they really want to be seen as as contenders and to do so nothing bad not not better than than beat the bills on the first game of the season a monday night football with all the country all the world watching right so it's a, a dangerous game and the bills must be prepared and i can understand coach mcdermott wanting his uh starters to to play a little bit better or to get out of the field before this game against the jets feeling a, a little bit better about themselves feeling more ready and more prepared for this challenge in week one. And so they can start the season uh, on a high note and with a division win. So all of, this, uh, all of these things are really important. And that's why it's easy to understand why McDermott wants uh, his starters playing against the Bears. We are really uh, a little bit worried about not losing people during those those meaningless uh, preseason games. I can understand that. And we've already had some injuries during camp. 
Gerald Bernard still not ready to to battle for the the middle linebacker spot. I will go further on this subject uh, uh, during this episode, but also we just lost uh, Connor McGovern, the priced free agent who who arrived and has done a nice job playing left guard. Is out in the, indefinitely, according to the head coach. Uh, Von Miller is, is not back yet. Uh, Jordan, we haven't seen Jordan Phillips back yet. So, a lot of question marks, a lot of injuries, and it's natural to be a little bit worried about the starters, uh, Josh Allen and the guys. But hopefully, they can get in in this game, play well, and get out as soon as possible with a good taste about their playing time and, and and as healthy as ever so they can be ready for week one. That's the main thing for this game against the Bears. But there are also a lot of other things uh, to talk about, and I will do it today alongside with some bad fake news this week, right? We've, we've heard about Diggs, we've heard about uh, the Bills' lack of leadership inside the building, so a lot of whack stuff coming on this week from people who aren't even uh they they don't even have football as their go-to sport right we, we see Stephen a and we see chris broussard talking basketball all the time and they have really awful takes in basketball too so it's kind of expected to see them give some some really whack uh takes about the bills and about football but it's national media and the repercussion is is going on and we're going to talk a, a little bit about this too in today's leading the charge feel free to to comment in the youtube section and hit that like button and subscribe to buffalo rumbling's channel subscribe to my own fernando shimudi's channel also you can also listen to this episode on your favorite podcast aggregator Apple Podcasts, Spotify, whatever you feel better listening to, feel free to download and to play this ep- episode. And I'm thankful for, for all Bills Mafia joining me and and, and helping the leading the chat to keep growing and, and and keep so I can keep talking about our bills, right? Uh, before um uh, before starting to really talk about this matchup and and all this week's uh, news uh i have a message from jay space jay spence the king has a message for you so jay spence the king with a message bills mafia is back are you ready for it the third annual buffalo rumblings ipa beer release party is going down september 16th 6 p.m to 9 p.m at the resurgence brewing company located downtown at 55 chicago street i'm gonna tell you what you do not want to miss this event come out and hang with joe sarah and the rest of the buffalo rumblings crew for the megapod you're going to want to bring your questions and be a part of the live stream get involved it's going to be live And this year, we're also going to have our friends from Fans of Buffalo joining the party and sponsoring the fun. They're going to be in the house to provide you with all the information you need to make your away game day experience the easiest and the most smooth that you've ever had in your life. I can promise you, they they do their job very well. So make sure you make it out Saturday, September 16th, 6 p.m., Resurgence Brewing Company, 55 Chicago Street. Go Bills. It's going to be fire, Bills Mafia. 
Don't miss this opportunity to join all the crew and talk some views live uh, with the Buffalo Rumblings crew. It's going to be awesome. Unfortunately, I won't be able to be there because I'm a little bit uh, farther, farther away, but I hope I can, I can connect with all of you there and talk some views uh, before that Bills Raiders week two game, week two matchup, and can't wait, Bills Mafia. So let's ta start talking about those fake news of this week, right? And Stefan Diggs wanting out of Buffalo, accordingly to Stephen A. Smith. So bad, bad talk, bad, uh, like I said, uh, kind of whack thing coming from Stephen A. And, and it's ridiculous. The man himself, Stefan Diggs, uh, came out before in his last uh, interview when he was made available to the media and talked how he wants even to finish his career in Buffalo. And, and Stephen A making up this stuff, and I can't really come with sources, but we've seen the trend around. And, and even we can already put alongside this, this bad fake news, Chris Broussard saying, oh, the Bills lack leadership from Josh Allen and from uh, Sean McDermott. Man, and if, if you see the video and he talking about, he's talking about the Bills and out of nothing, he doesn't have even a, a reason for that. He's like, I feel, you know, and he says Bookie Brooks, I feel from afar that the Bills lack leadership from McDermott and from Allen. Man, how do you feel something like this? And without following the team closely without being in the building. So it's really a crappy thing to say. Uh, uh, makes zero sense. And everybody who has followed McDermott and Allen since the beginning, if you want to criticize McDermott, okay, uh, there are reasons to criticize the coach for some of his performances, blunders, some of his mistakes, some of his questionable calls. But the, the culture, you want to criticize a culture that he has established in the one Bills drive since he was hired? It makes zero sense. That's a no-nonsense guy who works really hard. Uh, he never hands out jobs to people based on draft status or based on, on what they did previously. Guys got to come in and really earn the their playing time and their space in the team and in the, in the uh, along this among the starters so i really can't understand you you questioning Sean McDermott as a leader and as a, a culture maker or, or a guy who establishes a culture i can't really uh point out to better examples than coach McDermott that's a guy who really puts what's right in front of anything else and and guys gotta work hard guys gotta uh, be part of the family and it's not so common the word family is tossed around a lot in sports not not just in football but it's hard to have a a family-like atmosphere in a locker room because at the end of the day there there is the business side of the the things and 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 you can't really act like family all the time and and a lot of people feel like oh it was family when i was playing well and now that i don't play well anymore and i got cut it's not family anymore and okay there the thing is there is 
there there is always there always will have some kind of situation like this maybe Cole Beasley doesn't feel good about the culture anymore or or we remember Quinton Spain having his issues when he got cut or benched first and then cut but at the end of the day most of the guys who are there describe the team and and the personal groups the 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 rooms the latest was Quinton Morris the tight end in, uh, in his interview he was available he was made available to the media today and he was talking about the tight end room and describing it like family life so guys really love to be there they love to play for mcdermott they love to 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 play alongside each other so he really could build a nice atmosphere a nice culture a winning culture in a franchise that lacked it for 17 years and I don't know how you can question this guy as a leader. Is he perfect? No, he isn't. Yes, he has. He's he's had some of of mistakes. Uh, what he said to the media about Stefan Diggs that they really fueled the all the the talk about because when he said he was concerned, he gave reason to everybody to feel concerned as well. So. Um, yes, he could have done better in several situations, but it doesn't make him a bad coach or a bad leader. And I really don't see where Broussard can see uh, any lack of leadership coming from McDermott. And Josh Allen, man, even worse. We're talking about a guy who's who's being trashed by media and draft development waiters, fans, players. I really can't remember anybody coming out to the league and being bad mouth uh, uh, as much as Josh Allen has been since the beginning by players, by everybody. And the guy never said one bad thing about this to the media, to nobody. He always said, always has said the right thing all the time. And then maybe he make people know on the field in the right place like he did to Jalen Ramsey and has done consistently. Every time he sees Jalen Ramsey on the field, he kills the guy and he makes him remember his uh, unfortunate words about Josh. And his playing has been the answer to all the critics, but he never, he's never came to, to, to the media or... or to interviews and and say one vengeful or bad thing about to to anybody else the guy is always saying the right things treating everybody really well being a nice leader being one of the guys as von miller von miller has been around peyton manning he's been around a, a, a lot of winning people matt stafford and when asked about if josh allen uh could be compared to those guys. He, he was like, he's in the same mode with one difference. He's one of the guys. He's all the time choking and being one of the guys. So is he immature? I don't think so, because if he were, he wouldn't have all those great interviews without even let any little bad words leap about his critics or, or the other players that criticize him. So... I really don't buy this stuff. It makes zero sense. The trend has been to find reasons to trash the Bills recently. And the trend has been, oh, I want to be the first to 
to anticipate bills fall down. So that has been the trend. And when a team uh, arrives at the top, they only can go down. So it's not like the bills has they have been at the top. They haven't won the Super Bowl yet. But people have seen a lot from Josh and from McDermott and the years have passed. And, and yes, it's fair to question uh, how long McDermott will be uh, the coach if he can't win a Super Bowl soon. But people want to be the first. They always want to be the first to, to report or to, to point out that that, that team will, will fail. And, and the trend now is to talk those things about the Bills. So, uh, yes, everything is possible. The Bills might have a bad season and 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 maybe McDermott can implode and, and things can happen you know we know things can happen in football anything can happen in sports but it's highly unlikely that those bills this year don't have another successful season if not because of injuries if not because of really crazy stuff happening that's a good team don't let a bad preseason performance in week two fool you and they are they ready to win the Super Bowl right now? No, they aren't. But they are still great contenders, and they have all season to play themselves into Super Bowl form and and, and arriving in December and January, especially ready for a tough playoff battle against tough competition. The AFC is loaded, but to see they are lacking leadership, I. I really doubt it, and it makes zero sense, Bills Mafia. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's insight assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. So, Bills and, Bear, Bills and Bears, right? Sorry, I, I even slipped on Bills and Bears like in Portuguese. My bad, Bills Mafia. It's hard sometimes to uh, stay in English all the time. So, Bills and Bears and, and uh, a lot of things to, to see still. And I'd like to start with the, the starters playing, obviously. And McDermott um, himself said in the last interview, every preseason is a little bit different um, based on where guys are and where the team is. So, McDermott's words, 
every preseason is a little bit different based on where guys are and where the team is. So I, why I'm quoting McDermott here? Because last year we saw the Bills having uh, the starters, I mean, having one preseason game and like a couple of really good dominant series and we never saw those guys again during preseason. And I think it's pretty fair to say that last season the Bills were re- they they were ready to win the Super Bowl in September. I think it's very fair to to say that. And unfortunately, the Super Bowls aren't playing in September, and that's where the Bills were really ready to compete and to win it all. And we saw a dominant performance against the champs in Los Angeles. And, and we uh, followed by a, a strong performance against the Titans at home. So that team was on fire. They were they started the season hitting on all cylinders. And unfortunately, as the season moved on, we saw some injuries. We saw off the field issues, not related to the team, but the mass shooting in Buffalo, and even. Uh, Kim Pegula's issues, healthy issues, and and then inside the, the, the on the field also Hamlin and all the injuries to Von Miller and Micah Hyde and even Josh Allen's injury. He was a gladiator. He was able to stay on the field with a, an injury that's really, really tough. And we really can't measure how hard it was to Josh to keep playing with that injury. But he did. And... and and the Bills tried hard to stay playing well, but they never never were the same after all those problems. And unfortunately, we saw a team really run out of gas against the, the Bengals, a well-prepared Bengals, a tough Bengals team that probably uh, most likely are going to be contenders again this season. And... Right now, we we have the Bills not ready in September. And I see a lot of Bills Mafia panicking because of that. But the truth is, we saw the Bills totally ready in September. And that wasn't enough. And that wasn't even good for the Bills. And the Bills have issues now. The starters are going to play week three of preseason because they, the coach and the coaching staff really didn't feel well about how they performed and how they played against uh, the Steelers in week two of preseason. And they want to give the, those players an opportunity to come uh, to the field again before the Jets game and and play better, play well, and feel a little bit better about themselves, not questioning themselves uh, against the Jets. Imagine these guys not seeing the field against the Bears and just practicing until the Jets game. I, I'm not even talking about media talking trash and saying the Bills look bad and things like that because that's fuel. That fuels the the those guys to play better. But I tell about themselves as 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 players, as teammates. Because when you play like the Bills play against the Steelers, even if it's preseason, even if it's it's not an entire game. Guys can start to question themselves a little bit. And McDermott doesn't want that. So I think it's smart to have the guys back on the field. 
I hope they can really start strong. And this time, I don't be, I don't believe they're going to come to the field just like they did in the last game, feeling too good about themselves, feeling like, oh, we are the almighty views. We are ready to dominate and, and we're going to dominate playing naturally. That's what we do because that's not true. Okay. And the Bills can't fool themselves into this kind of line of thinking. So I hope they can really start strong against the Bears. They can come to this game really prepared and really ready to play and avoid the mistakes that really uh, put them in bad in a bad hole against the Steelers. And they can come in, start strong, have a couple of good series offensively with Josh at the helm and defensively too with the guys uh, play, playing well, communicating well, being in right position, maybe getting an interception, creating a turnover. So they can play a couple of series each and get out of the field healthy and be ready for week one, feeling well about themselves and not questioning uh, anything about themselves based on one preseason game. So uh, I hope this happens. I think that's what happened last year in week two. And that's possible for this week. So I hope they can do that. McDermott didn't say they're going to stay for one quarter. They're going to stay for two quarters or one series. He didn't give uh, uh, an idea about how long the starters will stay, stay there. And that's obviously uh, a hint that we will see them uh, until they can really feel well about themselves. And I hope it can be early. And there is no reason to believe it won't be early. The Bears are improved this year. We're going to see our old Paul Tremaine Edmonds on the other side of the ball. But I really believe the Bills can come in in this game and really play dominant football early and get the starters out so the the backups can fight for spots in the roster there is a lot of places up for grabs a lot of competition in several spots and it's important for for those guys to have those snaps in uh what i want to see from starters this kind of dominant performances uh i'd like to see more of kincaid and josh and kincaid building this chemistry in real game situation against Tremaine Edmonds in the middle of the field. It's going to be interesting. Um, offensive line, man. We just lost Connor McGovern to injury during practice this week. And that's, uh, that's a shame because McGovern has been looked good so far. And I hope he can come back really stronger than ever and quick as soon as possible, but McDermott hasn't given uh, any any timetable for McGovern. And Ryan Bates, who's been competing for the right guard spot, might shift to the left side now to compete or to start or to compete with David Edwards on the left side. We know that Bates can play really well at the left guard spot. Uh, I hope in this preseason game against the Bears, Torrance can continue uh can he can continue to to look good and play strong play play consistently well because that's what he has done so far and that's what the bills need from him so he can lock up that right guard spot the bills can never look back there 
and never worry about that. Obviously, he's a rookie. Obviously, he will struggle at some at some point. But if he can continue to play and show what he has showed, maturity, good communication skills, good recognition skills uh, about stunts, about blitzes, and and being really rock solid and and in pass protection, uh, being strong and and in being able to avoid the push inside the that pocket if he can continue to do that against the bears he will lock up that spot and Bates can shift to the left guard and, and I really believe Bates can uh keep the level of Mac McGovern's level of play Bates is able to do so and Edwards is another interesting option Edwards is a guy who has started for the Rams during the Super Bowl uh season and let them compete. We'll see Edwards, we'll see Bates. Bates has against him that thing that he's perfect for, a perfect backup for Morse, for Torrance, for McGovern. And even maybe we can see him getting some snaps at tackle, not in this preseason game, but the Bills can start to prepare him for a possibility of lining him up in, in Spencer Brown's place if the, the necessity arises. So... It's going to be interesting to see Edwards in this game, to see Bates in this game. But yes, it's it's a shame that McGovern is out. But if there is a position where losing a starter re really doesn't hurt as much, that's the left guard spot, in my opinion, because you can just insert Bates or even Edwards and still have good level there. So I hope it can uh, be the the it can really happen. Uh, in this game, and we can really feel like this after this next game without McGovern. Um, I'd like to see Dawkins play better. Dawkins has had some of those bad games here and there in the last few seasons, but he's been solid. He's been a good left tackle for a long time. I hope he can play better this game and, and, and get ready for the season. And, and I really like, I'd like to see in this game, the running game uh, research again, play a little bit better, help Josh Allen, because we had no consistency last uh, last week. I hope James Cook can can be, I, I don't even ask for in this game, him uh, for James Cook to break a long run, but to consistently be able to get some good gains and, and maybe have, uh, Murray sprinkled here and there. Harris, I'm not sure if he's gonna play, but it would be nice to see him playing too. I don't believe he will. Uh, that's it about the, the offensive side, about the starters and the backups. I just want to see those guys compete because Khalil Shakir, who looked like a lock to make this roster, things are starting to look a little bit difficult for him right now. And Isabella is emerging as a, a guy who can contribute in the special teams as a gunner, maybe even as a returner and slot guy. He has the speed. He has done all the right things and has impressed the coaching staff. So Isabella emergency puts Shakir in a bad situation right now. Uh, obviously, it's not just because he had a, a game where he didn't appear like, like the, the Steelers that he'll be out of the roster, but 
it would be good to Shakir to make some plays against the Bears and and end the preseason in a high note. And Shorter has emerged too last game, and I'd like I'd like to see more from him because Shorter is a kind of guy that I was I was like in, I, I was surprised to not hear more from from all the media and everybody who has been following the practices and watching live from shorter because that's normally the kind of guy who looks good without pads and make a lot of plays uh, in in shorts because he's a freak athletically speaking and so that's a guy who could easily uh jump higher than cornerbacks and and make impressive catches in those situations but people didn't really talk a lot about him and Finally, against the Steelers, you could see him doing well. Uh, I want to see a little bit more from him. But I think this guy is a lot to make the roster based on his potential alone. And then we have Hardy, who finally could... He was slot one against the Steelers. And I'm curious to see him, if he's going to have all those snaps with Knox and Kinky on the field. Because last game, we really didn't have... Uh, Dawson Knox, so it was easier to 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 have Kincaid, to have Hardy out there, but with Knox back, a, ch a choice is going to be made there, so I want to see this, and I want to see how uh, this storyline develops, and, and Hardy going to make more plays. I, I repeat that from other, other leading the charts, other episodes in the past. I haven't been really impressed by Hardy so far. I'd expected more I expected more speed, more more agility, and I haven't seen a lot of that, a lot of that, those exciting plays from him as a returner, and especially in this lot. So we'll see in this game if he can make a, or end the preseason on a good impression. And I'm really excited with Gabe and, and King K. They're looking great, and I really believe they're going to make this offense really good. So that's why I'm not really worried about this team so far because or this offense especially so far because even if the offensive line has been shaky uh sometimes i believe this offense is going to be really good when it matters because we have again other options to take pressure away of dig something we didn't have late last season with gabe davis playing injured and 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 no 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 other option outside him so now we've Gabe, Knox, Kincaid looking really good, and maybe Hardy, Sheffield in the rotation. The Bills finally have people to take some hit out of uh, Diggs and give more options to, to Josh. I'm, I'm excited to see this, this happening this season. If I'm really... Uh, really confident the offense is going to look good during this season and they're going to be ready by week one with Josh at the helm. We, uh, my only issue with the offense is really uh, maybe not being able to pound the rock when they need to do so. But I believe they're going to find a nice balance and that third and the second and third and one, for example, from the first drive last week, if you put in there Damon Harris or, or Latavius Murray, you probably get that yard 
uh, instead of Cook there. So they got to find the balance in how to use their running backs properly. But I believe the offense will be will be fine. And the playmakers are there, and especially the, the quarterbacks there. So they're going to be fine. Now, the other side of the ball is where we have a lot of question marks, especially on the on the competition, on the competition for, for spots. The middle linebacker spot still up for grabs, and McDermott has talked again about it and said that Dodson, Klein, and even Spectre is back in the fold in the conversation. They've, they're having a lot of snaps, a lot of opportunities, and he really can't separate any of those guys. And, and he talked a lot about Bernard, saying that Bernard has been back on the sidelines working uh, lightly, but he has taken the mental reps. He's been the huddle alongside those guys. And I've never seen it before, but it really seems to me that Bernard has won the job not playing. What's weird? Uh, I've been high on Bernard for a long time now. People who who's, who has followed the leading the charge and who has followed me knows that I, I that's a pick a pick that I really liked when when it was made by by Brendan Bean and and two years ago. But people has been really down Bernard all the time and never considered him an option to replace Edmonds. And all the time, everybody else uh, was hyped at some point. Hyde, Dodson, Spector, uh, Dorian Williams, everybody else but Bernard. And finally, it seems his time has has come. Everybody expecting Bernard to save the middle linebacker spot from the Bills. And it has happened without him playing during his, his stint uh, recovering on rehab, rehab. So... It's crazy, but anyway, I really believe Bernard is going to get his shot. And for uh, some reasons, it's been pretty clear that Terrell Dodson isn't a good, a good option there. Uh, I'm not really so down with Dodson as most but people, but it's really questionable if he can do even a decent job there. And, and the last game really didn't good, uh, look good for him. AJ Klein, he knows this defense really well, but that guy is slow, man. That guy is going to be a, a big... He's going to play with a huge target if he is the middle linebacker. People are going to target him all the time, game plan, and and really abuse Klein in coverage. So you can't start Klein there. Spector is... Uh, he has some, some athleticism, but that's not... I don't know, man. I don't feel really confident with Spector there. I don't think he's he's ready to be a, a starter, and I don't know if he will ever be. I might be wrong. I hope I'm wrong, but Bernard always being uh, my my only option there short term. I love Dorian Williams' option there, but I don't. I can't see McDermott trusting him to be the Mike linebacker so early and and make all the calls and 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 have all the command of this defense. So, especially not preparing him for this position alone. They prepared him to be Milano's backup. They prepared him to be a special teamer. He's a, he's Terrell Bernard a year ago. So, I really hope they can get Dorian ready for this Mike Linebacker job. And I really hope they can 
make him pay attention to all other guys because this guy must be ready after week eight, after week 10. If by that point, nobody else has held the job and by nobody else, I mean, Terrell Bernard, because I can't see Klein doing so and I can't, I really have lost, I, I have lost some, some confidence on Dodson during this preseason, to be honest. So, if Bernard Bernard really can't be that that Mike linebacker of his struggles with uh, his health, Dorian will be our only option, our only shot of having somebody who can be interchangeable with Milano, who can really run and cover like Bernard. Dodson can do that. Klein can do that. And so, I really hope Williams can be prepared for that. But the reason I believe Bernard is going to get his shot sooner uh, rather than later is because uh, McDermott has talked a lot about him recently and we've seen Dodson not doing well and Klein being this kind of guy that I already told. So Bernard probably is getting his shot really soon because the Bills, if he doesn't pan out and if, it really, they, re, if they really didn't or don't consider Dorian to be an option for this season, Brandon Bean must, must be forced to, to search for a trade candidate for this position. And it's hard to bring a veteran to take command of the defense during the season. So if they got to go to this route, it must be done sooner rather than later. It's it, it got to be done really soon. So, Bernard... <coughs> <coughs> Sorry. So, Bernard kind of... The, the, the last option for the Bills uh, as the Mike linebacker uh, before they really need to, to try to be aggressive and find a solution outside the building uh, because Dodson has failed, Klein has failed, and even Spectre, I think he has he was the first one to fail because he was in the competition at, at one point and then he wasn't anymore until Bernard got injured and, and Dodson really struggled. So uh, I... I believe Bernard can beat the answer, but this injury really happened at the worst possible time, and and it's hard to come back from a muscular problem and and play at full 100% strength. And then, so it's a bad situation for Bernard. I hope he can recover real quick. I hope he can be ready for week one. And I believe if he's ready physically, he's gonna play a lot against the Jets uh, because that's a guy who. It looks like he has the mental part on point so far. And that's it about the middle linebacker. Uh, at cornerback, we have another competition, but I believe there things are more, uh, more kind of decided already because Dan Jackson hasn't made mistakes. Dan Jackson has take, taken advantage of all his opportunities and it's going to be tough to unseat him as a guy who... Not only the coaching staff trust, but all the other players in the secondary are. Uh, I think they are really comfortable playing alongside Dan Jackson, Jordan Poyer, Micah Hyde, Trey White, Tyrone Johnson. Those guys really are comfortable playing alongside Dan, and I believe he's gonna win the job. Benford has made a push recently, making plays on practice field, but I, I believe he's gonna. He will need to do a lot during. Uh, this 
this last stint during this game against the Bears to be able to unseat Dane, being a guy who also has some limitations in, in, in especially about his speed and, and his capacity of running with the quickest wide receivers. And then Kair Elon, a guy who's been a, has been a, a really disappointing, I believe, so far, because the potential and the ability is there. And we've seen some flashes, especially against the Dolphins' last playoffs. But the guy is simply trying too hard at this point. I don't know where he is at right now mentally, but it seems that he's, he's really struggling so far trying to do too much and and being grabby and committing penalties something that's really unacceptable for McDermott and I really don't see Kyrie Elon making a push right now and maybe his only option uh, and his only snaps will arrive during season if somebody gets injured and he gets an opportunity but Benford is still a, a threat to get snaps ahead of him just like he did last year so Kair is in a hard spot, in a hard situation. What brings me to uh, some thoughts, and I know a lot of people are going to be mad at me for thinking about this so far, so early, but if Kair is going to get buried in, in the depth chart behind Dan Jackson and Chris Benford, I believe maybe the the best use of Kair Irland to help the Bills right now is to, to maybe use him in a trade scenario and I hate to say that because I, I would really love to see Kyrie Elon playing at his full potential and becoming an important piece in this defense. The Bills need speed in this secondary. This secondary looked old against the Steelers but it was just one game. Let's see how they play against the Bears. Let's see how they start week one against the Jets but Poyer and Hyde never being the best athletes in the world or the fastest guys on the field. Trey White, okay, great athlete, but coming from an injury, and he's still just one player, Tyron Johnson, inside. And then Taylor Rep isn't known for, for his speed. Siren New, great athlete, has popped out during this, this, this preseason, playing fast, playing really well and and i even believe the reason he has popped out so so much is because all the other guys aren't really fast they are kind of slow so dane isn't quick and neither is is benford so it would be really important to have kairilan playing really well because we know all the speed that people has in the division hardman hill waddle just to mention a few so the bills would really be in a good place if Kyrie Elon had been uh, able to to secure that cornerback to his spot, but it hasn't happened. So it, it makes me believe that maybe, just maybe, I don't know. I really question if Kyrie Elon is gonna be the best the best version of himself as a Bills player, and and maybe he's a valuable piece. Maybe not so valuable because it's hard to trade some of those guys. After they get drafted, they lose a lot of values. A lot of people have questions about why Kyrie hasn't been able to see the field, but it's something that I'd consider if if he's gonna really get stuck behind Dan Jackson and behind Christian Bayford going forward. Speaking of trades and trade value. 
Isaiah Simmons from the Cardinals, a guy who I even mentioned during pre-draft process and mock draft season. I even talked about maybe offering even Ed Oliver for Isaiah uh, Simmons in a pick because Isaiah Simmons is a really intriguing prospect, a really intriguing player with all the athletic ability in the world. He's in a middle linebacker right now, but he could be prepared for that. He could learn the defense. He could be a project for that. The guy who has played linebacker, has played safety, has played Nico. So the Giants just, just traded a seventh round pick for him. And, and that's the deal that I do easily. And Joe Sean did for, for the Giants and Dable. Uh, that's a guy that I'd love to have uh, as an option, maybe to be prepared as a middle linebacker or or even as a depth piece. Because if Siren Neal has found a, a nice role, Isaiah Simons is even more athletic and uh, a better athlete. So anyway, and the, some trades happened today. The Bills weren't involved in any, and, and people started to question uh, Brandon Bean about it because... The Cardinals traded the tackle Jones to to the Texans for a fifth round, and and so to the Bills to beat that offer, it would need to be a fourth or or maybe a fifth plus something because obviously the expectation is that the the Texans pick is gonna be higher than the Bills pick. So even if that that's been the case, that's that's a deal that makes people question uh brendan bean how how much he's been paying attention to the market and and i really don't believe this deal happened without him realizing he could do something i think he just wasn't um ready to to beat that offer with a fourth rounder or a fifth plus something but i believe to beat that offer it would need to be a fourth since the, the Texans pick should be way better than the Bills pick. But the moves are happening. So it's going to be interesting to see Dix, uh, to see Bean during these last two weeks before the, the, the week one because the Bills can be active searching for a tackle or for some help, even at linebacker. And that's something I keep an eye on even after this game against the Bears, obviously. Um, and still on the defense, a lot of decisions to be made because we have a lot of guys that are playing for a, a spot in the 53. Defensive line, Boogie Basham had a lot of opportunities last week. Is he going to see the field ahead of others again, like ahead of Shaq Lawson, ahead of A.J. Peneza maybe? Uh, he saw a lot of the field last week and... I repeat, I'd, I'd keep Boogie instead of A.J. Peneza easily at this point. But Peneza has had more success in season. And maybe the coaching staff trusts him more. He has been the more uh, proven pass rusher so far in their careers. But I'm really impressed by Boogie's uh, form, how he has played well, how he's stay active. And he looked good. He looked fast. He looked lighter than he's been before. So uh, I hope he can play really well this this game against the Bears. And I'm, I'm really curious to see what's been going to do. He has some people that he can move, maybe not for a lot of stuff, but 
for intriguing players, and I I won't even say picks, but but maybe for intriguing players that can come in and contribute at at places the Bills need, especially tech tackle position and even linebacker. Uh, so it's important so those guys play really well and be even if it's just to elevate their value as as trade options. Remember when when in the first year McDermott arrived uh right in the first game of preseason i remember uh the i remember the bills um featuring sammy watkins a lot it was like every pass every the first three four passes from tyrell taylor right directly to Sam Watkins and I was like a lot of people were like oh my god this year is gonna be Sammy Watkins year and right after this game the Bills traded Sammy Watkins so maybe this boogie movement giving him more playing time they're setting him for for a trade maybe setting him up for a trade maybe who knows he he's got a lot of opportunities especially early I hope not I hope boogie can stick around but we'll see and even Kair right now and and at safety also the Bills have a lot of safety depth right now because Ken Lewis has really he, his first game was against the Steelers but he came back playing really well active fast I loved how he played in, in his snaps and in my opinion he looked better than Damar Hamlin and it's tough right now related to Damar Hamlin because he had success as a starter he Fielding decently in Hyde's place. But I believe Ken Lewis is playing has played better than him. Last season, if not that catch by Jefferson, everybody would have talked way more good things about Ken Lewis. And the Bills have Anderson there. The Bills have Marlowe there. The Bills have Taylor Rapp there, obviously, a lock. So... A lot of options at safety and and the bills will need to move on from some of those guys and so is it hamlin is it ken lewis i don't know how i know that there are a lot of safeties and the bills will need to cut some of those guys uh same thing defensive line so that's some of the battles in this game and the same thing offensive line with vandermark and Gorridge, who has uh, impressed in few snaps, and that's a rookie, undrafted rookie, but has showed some potential as a right tackle. So all those guys will have opportunities against the Bears, and it's going to be interesting to see if they can really uh, do their jobs, play really well, and and carve a place in this 53-man roster. And just to finish, the even the tight end room, because... I really believe uh, Kincaid has his own role as a starter slot slash tight end two guy. And if Dawson Knox can't go in, a, in, in some games, I don't think they're going to use uh, Kincaid in some of the dirty job Knox ha- has to do inside. So Morris and Sternberg, they... they are fighting for a spot that might see some snaps during this season. The first backup spot at the tight end position, considering 
Kinkeda started already. So Morris, I believe, is ahead of Sternberger, but the guy still has an, an, a, a chance to, to impress during this game against the Bears. And to close it out, the quarterback position, the backup quarterback position, obviously, because it's been 1-1, right? When Kyle Allen got the first shot, Matt Barkley impressed. When Matt Barkley got the first shot, Kyle Allen impressed. And then Barkley got injured. And it's something uh, I started line to keep an eye on during this Bears game because we will see Barkley playing and can Kyle Allen really have two nice games in a row and, and secure that quarterback two spot. That's a spot we don't want to ever see on the field, right? We want to see those guys holding the clipboard on the sideline and being nice compliment to Josh Allen in the film room. But that's a competition that's going on and, and something to see during this Bears game. What are you going to see this, uh, going to really pay attention during this game, Bills Mafia? Let me know in the, in the chat, in the comment sections, uh, YouTube and, and even Buffalo Rumblings uh, message boards. Uh, I really appreciate you taking your time. And I'll be back on Sunday uh, with my leading the charge in Portuguese, right? And right after the leading the charge in Portuguese at 7 p.m. East, I will record my, my quick leading the charge from Sundays that's going to be available via Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and your favorite podcast aggregator. So I really appreciate you taking your time. Hit that like button, subscribe to Buffalo uh, Rumblings channel, subscribe to my own for Fernando Shimu channel. I really appreciate all Bills Mafia, and I hope you can enjoy a, a good game against the Bears. We can see the stars doing well. We can see the guys coming in and out of the field as healthy as ever, and we can feel a little bit better about week one against the Jets with the starters coming, doing their jobs, playing really well and getting out of the field uh, in a healthy way. Okay, Mafia. So that's it. See you around. See you on Sunday. Go Bills.